Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. or wait for somebody, we can use Uber, hallelujah, right, or Lyft to get a ride, amen, you know, before we had to call somebody and say, hey, can you give me a lift to work, or I need a lift here, and, and now they got these apps, amen, that you can uh, just uh, uh, just work it through your phone, and somebody will be there to pick you up at the time that's designated and take you to your to your destination, but what I'm talking about tonight is not that, what I'm talking about tonight is the lift in your spirit. Come on, have you ever needed a lift there? Hallelujah. You know, uh, the definition of lift is this, to raise from a lower to a higher position, to elevate, to give a boost. Does anybody here need a boost? Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. There are times, you know, the midweek service that we come here is to help us with a little boost. It's to help us through the week. Amen. You know, Sunday's a great day, but then Monday comes around. And so Wednesday now, we're, we're trying to climb back up to the weekend. And so midweek, some of us, we just need a boost. Come on, we, we kind of lost what happened on Sunday. We kind of lost some of the fire, the joy. And so the week comes around, the, the, the life hits us, amen. But there's times that we just need that boost. Wouldn't it be cool that we can use an app like Uber on our phones when we needed a pick up when we're feeling down. Oh my God, we, we do have an app. It, it, it's, it's called the church. Come on, it's called your brothers and sisters. It's called, it's, it's, it's about calling on God. Come on, how many know that you can call on God anytime and he'll pick up the phone to give you that boost? But there's some here today that won't use the app. There's some here today that won't call nobody. Come on, somebody say amen. There's someone here today that won't drop on their knees and call upon God when they need a lift up. You know, we came off a powerful time last month. Come on, somebody. We have some good word deposit in our church today, amen. Uh, Pastor Abraham and Pastor Jason came and dropped some good word, amen, prepping us uh, for our conference, uh, our well conference, amen. If you really... Listen to the messages. There, there were some good word that was dropped upon us. There were word, amen, that to lift us up, amen, uh, or to give us a boost in our spiritual walk. These guys came and deposit some good things. Can somebody say amen? You know, I, I just got a, a, a couple of texts today from some of the pastors, and, and, and Pastor Ralph says, you know what? We had a blast with your guys at the conference. Uh, Pastor Fernando uh, writes to me, amen, this, uh, today as well. And he says, you know what? We enjoyed your conference, amen. You guys did a great job. And, and so uh, these are people that they were blessed. And they're still talking about it. Man, it was just a great time at, the, at our conference, at the Well Conference. And, and so I don't know about you, but it, they're, they're lifted up. They got lifted. Come on, are you still lifted? Come on, we, we got to be understand that, you know what? These, the, the word and why we gather here 
is that we leave encouraged, that we get lifted up. Amen. Yeah, maybe you had a bad day. Get over it. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, get over it. Come on, we all go through some bad days. Amen. Uh, come on, but we need to get a boost. We need to know where to plug in. Uh, we need to know where we can tap in uh, or hit our app and call on Jesus and get that boost and get that smile happening in your face again. Come on. Some of you guys, man, you're looking like, man, you've been sucking on a lemon all day. Hallelujah. Come on, we, we got to get a boost. Amen. I know that some of us are tired. Anybody here tired? Come on. We're all tired. Let me tell you, I've been tired for 18 years since I've been pastoring. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, it's not going to go away, church. Amen. So you know what? Just suck it up and smile. Come on, somebody. Is this too hard on a Wednesday? Amen. Hallelujah. I know I've been, I haven't preached on a Wednesday for a while. <laughs> I'm here. Amen. Come on. But you know what? We, we got out of a, a great time, a great service, a great conference, great speakers that are coming in here depositing some great word. But I see the enemy working. I see the enemy, uh, the devil's hitting our church. Uh, he's hitting our lives here, and he's trying to take away what's been given to you. But no one is using their app. I feel that there are some here that can use a lift. Come on, we just finished celebrating 18 years in Las Vegas. Hallelujah. 18 years uh, in the devil's playground. 18 years uh, pulling out of people out of fire, amen, and sending them, amen, uh, and putting them on the road to heaven. 18 years. Uh, we had a great time at the cannery. I know it was a lot of work, but let me tell you, it was a great time. But for some here today, it feels like the party's over. And I'm here to let you know the party just begun. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. You know, come on. When you're in the world, man, you heard a party, you, you went. Right? Come on. This is a party that keeps on going. We got to continue to keep the fire burning. You're going to have to fan it in your own flame. Amen. Sometimes you're going to have to do the work. Sometimes there's no one around you to encourage you, but you got to encourage yourself. In the Lord. Come on, that's what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And you and I can tap in. We can use the app to God. We can call out to God. And he can be the lifter of our heads today. Come, can somebody say amen? See, we are aiming here at PCLV is for unity, harmony, breakthroughs, and transformation. Come on, how many want to be transformed in this place? Come on, this is why we're here, amen. We're not here to just sit down and hear a word or sit here for an hour or so, amen, then go back home and, and nothing changes. God wants to do something in our lives. But it can never be attained by separation of one another or isolation, but by the way of fellowship. We do it by coming together, talking it through, Getting a hold of somebody instead of trying to work it out on your own. Come on, somebody. Come on. I, I know that sometimes, you know what, you don't want to bother no one or you think you're strong enough or, you know what, I'll just get it through. or I don't want to tell nobody my problem. No, no. Some of us, we need to call on somebody. Some of us, we need to build some relationships and call on somebody. How many need prayer every once in a while? 
You know, sometimes you got to give a shout. You know what? I need some prayer about right now. Can you lift up my son? Can you lift up my daughter? Can you lift up our situation? Can you lift me up in this city? Can you lift up? Because I'm going to go have some testing done. Amen. I need some prayer. Can somebody give me a lift? See, it's during these times that we can express the love of God, the agape love. Amen. This is where we are honest. We show humility. We express concern. We reach out and we restore. But it's also a place where we confess our faults. and We forgive one another. Every Christian, listen, every disciple should take advantage of fellowship, the fellowship that God has placed you in. Does anyone here need a lift? See, fellowship is not complete unless someone leaves encouraged. Come on, church service is not complete unless someone leaves encouraged. Come on, it's amazing what a little encouragement can do, right? Don't it feel good when you get the pat on the back? Don't it feel good to, to get a little uh, little lift, amen, or to cheer you up, amen? But I mean, you know, it takes two. Come on. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says this. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. But if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Hallelujah. Come on, real trouble. It goes on to say that even three are even more better. Come on. Come on, we God is always with us, amen. How many know that we got, the, we got the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost with us all the time? We got to come together in fellowship and encourage one another, amen. Uh, you can probably think of a time when someone encouraged you. Come on. Encouragement is that lift, that boost that elevates you from feeling right here to feeling up here. And say, so, you know what, right here I'm not going to make it. To filling up here, you know what? We got a chance. We're going to do this. You know what? God's going to move. We're going to trust in Jesus. We're going to hold on. Amen. We're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. Come on. There's too many Christians walking down here. Come on. There's nothing down here. All you see is dirt. All you see is all the pain. Let me tell you, you got to get elevated. Come on. Up here, you get a different perspective. Come on, somebody. Come on, up here you can see a little bit more clear. Up here you can see a little bit higher. You get Down here, man, all you're going to get is the dust and the cockroaches. And the cockroaches are the little demons. Amen. Hallelujah. They're here to destroy you. They're here to try to scare you. You got to get higher. Somebody say get higher. That's why it's important to have some type of encouragement coming out of fellowship. Before we can give encouragement or get encouragement, let's look what brings on discouragement today. Amen? Let's look at the discouraging attacks that are out there. Discouragement, you know what? you got to understand, is connected to fear. Come on. It's amazing how you can feel full of faith and full of power. We can be walking in the boldness of God one day and how quickly we can be discouraged by fear the next day. Come on. We can be shouting the victory one moment and then losing it the next. Come on, somebody. Come on. This is what happened to the disciples. From one moment to the next, 
They just witnessed the power of God. I, I talked about it a little bit on Sunday in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus feeds the 5,000. Remember that? The little boy that came with, a, with a, his sack lunch, amen, and he came and gave him five loaves of bread and two fishes. Uh, even one of the disciples uh, in that passage of Scripture in that chapter says it would take an eight-month uh, man's wages to feed them all. But it says in Mark chapter 6, 42, when it was all said and done, they said they all ate and they were satisfied. Come on, are you satisfied? Come on. Does anyone need a lift in this place? They were all satisfied. God met the need. The, the miraculous took place. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, how many know after that event, everybody's pretty pumped up, right? Everybody's like, wow, did you see what took place? Amen. Uh, now it's the end of the day. And the story goes on to say that the crowd has gone home and Jesus tells the disciples to get in the book and you know what, I'll meet you on the other side. Tell your neighbor, I'll meet you on the other side. Come on. Some of you guys have been on this side of sadness too long, amen. It's time to get on the other side. Come on, some of you guys are on this side of discouragement, uh, this side of, of lack of faith. You need to get on the other side. Come on, some of you need to get on the other side where Jesus is going to meet you. Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, get on the other side. Some of us are stubborn that we just sit there and we just accept this side. How many know that God has another side for you? God is always saying, I'll meet you on the other side. I'll take you on the other side. I want to change your situation, but you got to go on the other side. He tells the disciples, I'll meet you on the other side. I mean, the disciples are pumped up. No problem, Jesus. Get in their boat, amen. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're just talking it up. Man, that was great. Man, that was awesome. Man. That Pastor Art, man, he can preach. <laughs> man, did you see what, 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 what happened, man? Man, Pastor Ralph tore it up. Man, what a great conference that was. Oh, Pastor Jason Neville, man, he brought a good word, amen. I'm not going knee deep, I mean, ankle deep. Knee, I'm going all the way deep, hallelujah. How many remember that message? Some good message. How about Pastor Abraham? Come on. Speak to that thing. Come on, speak to that thing, man. Speak to that, 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 that thing that's standing in front of you. Say, well, you're not going to have no more control in my life, amen. I'm going to stand on the promises of God. You got to get out of my way, thing. Got to speak to that mountain. There was some good word. I mean, these guys are excited. They're talking about what took place. Did you see what happened? The boy only had a sack lunch, and we fed them all. You see what God did? You see what Jesus did? He blessed it, and everyone ate, and they were all satisfied. He even said they even had leftovers. Not just a little bit, not just a little sack, basket full of leftovers. I mean, these guys are excited. They're talking stuff. They're giving testimony. They're, I mean, come on, somebody. You ever get excited? You want to testify? Now we've got to beg people. I paid five. I paid five people last week five dollars to testify. Please testify. No one's excited no more. No one wants to testify what God has been doing in their life. 
Come on, how many know that we need to testify? Amen. Come on, you got to tell somebody on the job what Jesus has been doing in your life. These guys are testifying. These guys are, are talking about. These guys are, man, they're all pumped up. They're saying, my God, what an awesome time that was. But from one moment feeling like that, one moment being pumped up and shouting the victory, they weren't shouting in fear in Mark chapter 6, 49. That same day, seven verses later, from being satisfied, from being excited, from being blessed, they found themselves in the middle of a storm. I mean, the winds are blowing, amen. The waves are crashing over them. And then on top of that, they start tripping. Fear hits them. Did you see that? What was that? I think it was a ghost, man. What's going on? They're tripping. They just witnessed the power of God hours ago, and now they're here they are, hit with fear and discouragement. Come on, the same is with us. Hello, come on, somebody. Come on, we can be blessed by one day by God saying, God, God is moving in my life. We're excited about church again. Come on, you're excited about church. You're excited, man. You're doing all this stuff. You, you just witnessed the power of God. Come on, you start making some commitments now. Yeah, I want to do something, Pastor. I want to do something. I want to do something more for the kingdom of God. And then that storm hits. Come on, you've been there before? You're, you ever been on that side? Remember that side? You're trying to get on the other side. You're on the boat, amen. You're excited, and you're moving to the other side where God wants to take you. And, man, you're excited. And then, boom, a storm hits you before you reach that other side. Boom, just like that. It just comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, instead of being excited and saying, man, God is good, we're scared. We're frightened. We don't want to do anything. I got you, I got you on the list, amen, with the kids. We're excited for you. I don't want to do it no more. What happened? Come on, I, I volunteered in the cafe. I don't want to do it no more. Discouragement fear. The storm hits, and we forget what God has done and the commitments that you made to Him. All of a sudden, Trouble hits us from all sides. Come on, you ever been there? Just got hit, low blow, just out of nowhere. You're all happy. Ah! <laughs> it's just, it's just, it messes you up. You ever got slapped when you're feeling good? I was like, what the heck was that about? <laughs> I mean, it's, it feels like kind of like the waves that were crashing over the disciples. Come on, all of a sudden you get out. You had a great service. You had a great conference. And you show up to work. And they laid you off. Or you get hit with sickness. Or you walk out of Sunday service excited saying, come on, let's go to McDonald's. And you find out that you have a flat tire. And then you start blaming your spouse. And you're the one that drove there. Hello. I mean, discouragement comes quickly knocking at your door. Can I, can I tell you something? It waits for you outside. Come on, you ever felt good and all of a sudden a fight just broke out? You had plans to go eat there, now you're eating nowhere. 
You're eating some bologna sandwiches at home, hallelujah, scraping up something. One piece of bologna and you're fighting for it. I mean, discouragement comes so quickly. Then fear comes, and when fear comes, it brings worry with it. And these things begin to overwhelm our minds. We become uneasy, restless. I mean, we start barking at everybody. Come on, when things, when you're all discouraged and you're just, you start barking at everybody. When Pina was alive, I used to kick him once in a while. Poor, oh, I'm sorry. I won't mention Peanut no more. <laughs> but we bark at everybody. Come on. You don't want to talk to nobody. You just want to be isolated. You want to be alone. Leave me alone. We have a fear. You know what? It's never going to be good again. You ever fear that? That it's never going to be as it used to be. We, we get mad. It, it was going so good, but, but we'll never get there again. We'll never be there again. We'll never, we'll never hit that again. We get fear that comes inside of us that it'll never be good again. Come on. And we kind of think to ourselves, this was supposed to be a good year. You ever said that? Come on, this is supposed to be, you know, a good year, a good month, a good week. Come on, can we be real? Some of us are just looking for a good day sometimes. Can I just have a good day today? See, another thing that discouragement brings is trials. Somebody say, oh, my. How many like trials in this place? <laughs> Stone him. No. Come on. Trials. If we can be honest, trials brings on spiritual warfare. It brings on temptation, spiritual dryness, marriage problems, family problems, back problems, all kinds of problems. These things in the midst of our salvation can make us discouraged. Come on. It's not, it's, it's not a, a good time when a trial hits. You know, we learn from those trials, yes, but when it hits us out of nowhere like that, we, all of us get discouraged. I get discouraged. Man, man it was flowing. What would happen? We all get discouraged. These things come out of nowhere, but the Bible does say, think it not strange. When you go through trials. Come on, 1 Peter 4, 12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial that you're suffering as though something strange is happening to you. Then James goes on to say in James 1, 2, to consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Come on, let's really be honest. Is anyone shouting the victory when you're going through something of a trial? Come on, I don't think nobody watching. Woo! What's happening about? Yeah, I'm going through a trial right now, Pastor. Yeah, Jesus. Most of you guys are not saying nothing. You you are going through it, but no one's saying nothing. No one's using the app. No one's calling out on God. You're just going through the storm. Amen. No one shouts a victory. Woo! I got laid off. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Unless you're your Pastor George. Pastor George will probably just give a shout for that one. That dude's crazy. Amen. Hallelujah. We're honest. We're going through a child. It really doesn't feel good. Can somebody say amen? In other words, we freak out when things are hitting our lives. And we need to understand that, you know what? Don't freak out. Trust God. 
You see, the devil doesn't like you putting your faith in God. He doesn't like you being still and trusting God. He doesn't like you knowing more about God. You have to turn that discouragement, listen, that fear, and allow it to build faith in you to bring forth growth in knowing God. It's in those times that you get to know God a little better. Is it fun? No. But we got to hang in there, church. Why are we going to freak out and bail? At that moment in time, after all that God has done for you, has he done some things for you? How can we forget? Just like I mentioned on Sunday, manna, manna, manna. We forget the manna moments. And ain't that part of the Lord's prayer? Give us this day our, our manna. Our normal manna, the, the miracles that we need. God, just bless me today. Just cover me. Protect me. And we're not even satisfied with those things. And we got to understand today, church, that, that we got to just trust God. We have gone so far. When he tells you to go on the other side, he's not telling you to go on the other side that, to run into problems. You're going to run into problems as you're going to the other side, but he'll always meet you on the other side. But we're going to have to go through something sometimes, church. We make commitments. We start making steps to God. Let me tell you, he's going to tell you, I'll meet you on the other side. He wants you to get in the boat, and he wants to test your faith. And see if you get to the other side, church. Because when you get to the other side, he'll be there waiting for you. He'll always be there waiting for you. Can somebody say amen? James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says this. For you know that when your test, your faith is tested. Say, my faith. You know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5 says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Come on, somebody. See, another thing that brings on discouragement is failure. Come on, anybody like to fail here? We like to succeed, right? We like to accomplish what we're trying to put our minds to. When someone fails in sin or fails in certain areas, it's very easy to get discouraged. Failure can bring on condemnation. Failure can, uh, can, can uh, discourage you from coming to church. When you fail, when you fall in, when you, you did something, you don't want to come to church. And when you get stay away from church, it's so hard to come back to church. So it's taking you out there. It brings discouragement. The enemy keeps you out there. Don't go. What are you going for? And you're so discouraged that you're discouraged to go. You don't want to face it. You don't want to confess whatever it is. So you stop coming to church. And all of a sudden, you've been doing that for a couple of weeks, and now you're trying to get back. And it's hard to get back, church. You ever, you ever walked into the church after missing a few weeks, and you kind of feel weird? <laughs> you, don't, you feel like you don't know nobody? Like... You don't know where to sit or nothing. It's, it's a weird feeling. Come on, right? 
You walk in, well, what are they going to say? What, what, you know, you just, it's, it's, you walk in strange. Come on, am I the only one? Come on, we, this is how they feel. I, let me tell you, from up here, that's how I see it. People walk in and they feel, un, they feel out of place. They feel like they don't belong no more because they've been disconnected. And so you got to get back into the groove. And, and hopefully that, you know, that one brother comes and says, hey, man, we missed you, and give you a hug, and it breaks it. Instead of the one person, the brother says, hey, where have you been? You've been sinning again? <laughs> wow. <laughs> now your discouragement falls back in, amen, and now you feel like a failure. That's why we've got to love at all times. Come on, somebody, church, right? You always got to embrace. It's always good to see somebody walking through these doors. Come on, we don't give them the third degree. Pastor, can we use your office? We've got to talk to him. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation when a believer repents and goes on living for God, church. Satan goes off on your failures, whether it's sin, faults, mistakes, or your past. He's aimed to discourage the believer. Discouragement, the definition is this, to be without courage, stripped of courage, without boldness. God, Satan wants to strip you, church, what God has put in you or on you. Come on. We're here to lift up one another in encouragement. The Bible tells us this is what we ought to do as a church. Hebrews chapter 3, 13 says, but, in, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hebrews 10, 25 says, not giving, up, uh, not giving up meeting together as some are a habit of doing, but encouraging one another. See, we must continue to encourage each other till Jesus comes back. It does not stop, church. Encouragement has to be there, whether you're receiving it or whether you're giving it. Come on, because sometimes we're on the receiving end and sometimes we're on the giving end, church. So all of us have a function together that, that everyone, whether you're we come to churches either being encouraged or giving encouragement. This is why we come is to lift up, that we get a lift, the lift that we need to keep on going, to keep on coming back and keep on doing what we need to do for God. Encourage each other to not to give up. Stay focused. Keep praying. Are you praying, bro? Are you reading your word? Uh, come on, keep it. Keep going, sis. You got to keep on going. Be still. That, that should be our, our theme, uh, not only the theme for our church, but the theme of our walk or our talk to each other. Be still and know that he's God. There's been words that have been ministering. God's reminding all of us, you know what, in those times and moments uh, when you're getting on the boat, when I tell you to get on the boat, uh, I'm going to take you on a trip. I'm going to meet you on the other side. Uh, I want you to be still and know that I'm God because you're going to hit some trials. There's going to be some storms that hit your way. Something's going to come against you. But let me tell you, I'm your rock. I'll be here for you. All you got to do is be still in me and know that I'm your God. And he's reminding us throughout the year. So it would be something that be good for us as a church here. That when someone's going through something, uh, instead of just getting down, you know what, bro, just be still. And know that he's God. Yeah, he's right. You know, something has to, it, something has to click. You know, the banner's there to remind us. Uh, but do we even look at the banner? Do you sit there at times when you're discouraged and look up and say, yeah, I've got to be still. 
It's to remind us. That's why I leave it up there all year long. It's to remind you guys, be still. So how many know that, you know what, the start of the year may have started well or maybe after a conference or after a, a revival or a guest speaker and, you, and you, man, you had it and, and, and then we lose it. Come on, we're honest, all of us. We go through some, life hits us. And God says, you know what, you got to be still. You got to be still. You know, God didn't promise to live happily ever after, did he? Is there a scripture in there? Choose Jesus and live happily ever after. Probably in eternity. <laughs> but in this, this life, he says, in this life, you'll have what? Troubles, tribulations. You're going to have problems. You're going to have backaches. You're going to have all kinds of aches. But he says what? Be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. You know, God said, you know what? Be a good cheer. Be still in me. I created all this. I know you. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. I'm here for you. Come on, guys. This is what fellowship is about. This is fellowship. Coming together, breaking bread, talking, encouraging one another. You know, I got a text from my pastor. He goes, you know, we, we got to get together, Art, and we got to fellowship, he tells me. I said, okay, come on down. <laughs> let's pick a date. Let's come on down, Pastor. Let's fellowship. Let's, let's talk. Let's, 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 let's share some things. Let's, let's talk with each other. That, that's what fellowship is about. You know, it's, it's just coming together and breaking bread. And, you know, the great part of fellowship sometimes, there's, there's food there too. You know, that's, that's a good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a place of encouraging one another. See, the definition of encourage is to inspire with courage to, or confidence to lead on or to support to courage. In other words, it's to put on courage. And to know that he's God. Discouragement strips you of courage. courage. Encouragement puts back courage. See, the disciples in the midst of their fear needed some type of encouragement. And that is exactly what Jesus gave them. One translation says, be of good cheer. Another translation in the NIV says, take courage. These guys were losing it. They were about to ready to jump ship. So Jesus came to encourage them. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, don't jump ship right now. Don't jump ship right now. Come on. God's been doing so too many things in our life to just jump or bail on him. Come on, some of us, we're bailing and God's blessing was just on its way. Come on, you got to hang in there. You got to trust. See, when we gather in fellowship, there's a lot of people who need this, some type of encouragement. Not everybody's going through. Maybe maybe you're not going through nothing. Maybe you're having a great time. Maybe God's been blessing you. Amen. That's all good. But let me tell you, somebody in the room is not going what you, or going through what you're feeling or feeling how you're feeling. Some, somebody needs encouragement in our church. And that's what I see after our services. There's people that break out and they're 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 encouraging each other. And that's what should happen after service or before, before service. And you know what? We encourage one another. You know, I love to go out and, 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 and go to somebody and say, you know what, and it's just to start speaking encouragement to them. Tell me, man, hang in there. You got it? All right, come on. Come on, just keep on coming. Keep on doing what you need to do. Come on, they need that little push to keep on going. They, they need someone to, to tell them, take courage. They need somebody to tell them, be of good cheer. 
It's good for us to say little things to each other to encourage one another. Amen. It's good to say, you know what, it's glad to see you. Amen. I'm glad you're here. You know what, I missed you on Sunday. Man, you're a blessing. Or you know what, I love you, man. Love you, man. (laughs) Even if you're a girl, love you, man. (laughs) See, during these times of fellowship, Somebody, someone might share something that's happening in their life, a disappointment, a discouragement, a, a trial, a failure, or fears. And this will be a good time to give someone some encouraging words. Just listening to them sometimes encourages them. Come on, they're just looking for someone that would listen to their story. Come on, listen to them. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you something for them. And sometimes, you know what, they just want to be heard. And know that someone cares. Right? Someone cares. There's times where people just want to, they want to be heard. And I don't even say one word back. And they, they leave encouraged. And I say, wow, I didn't do anything. And they said, yes, you did. You listened to them. And you showed that you, you cared. You are concerned. But sometimes that's what all people want to know is that I was heard. See, we miss opportunities to help others in the Lord when we don't gather. Hebrews chapter 10, 25 says, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in habit of doing. Don't let discouragement keep you home, church. Church is where you need to be when you're discouraged. This is where you need to be, amen, when you're going through a trial or going through a storm or fears hitting your life. This is where you need to be, not at home, isolated and alone with your own mind and thoughts, amen. Come on. You need to be around God's people. Come on, we should jump at the opportunity of being together, whether it's on a Sunday morning, Wednesday night, or the life groups. Life groups, amen, that, that, that's where you build relationships. That's where you come together, amen. Uh, I remember life groups, amen, was like, man, that was a Friday night outlet, amen. It was like, it was going to be a party night. We're going to have some pan de luz, amen, some bread, amen. And we're going to fellowship, and we're going to encourage one another. I mean, I remember time holding Bible studies at our house. I mean, there's some people that need encouragement. They wouldn't leave till 3 in the morning. We say, you know what, don't worry about it. Put on another pot of coffee. I mean, we're, we're not going to finish this until you leave encouraged. That's what fellowship is all about. That's what we need to do. Amen. We miss opportunities to be helped when we don't get involved in what's happening. We also miss opportunities to help others during fellowship, during our gatherings. But we have to be available. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, be available. Be available. Come on, we miss opportunities when we're not available for someone. Everyone, somebody say me. Everyone can make impact on someone's life if you're simply available. Come on. To be able to encourage people, you must be available. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says this, therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. See, opportunities will come our way, church. Everyone here has an opportunity 
to encourage someone, to show someone some love, to show someone some concern, to restore, to accept, to humble ourselves, to confess, to forgive, or to simply encourage someone. Whether it or not, it all depends on you and how you value time and fellowship. See, in these times, church, we got to understand that the best times or the best way to get out of a trial, that storm, or whatever you're going through, that discouragement, that fear, whatever's hitting your life, is to get around fellowship. Calling somebody, texting somebody, whatever it is. You know, on Wednesdays, I, 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 I love when, especially when we fast, I, I love to just pray, and then I pray for my brother and sister. I pray for my, my co-laborers, the pastors that are out there. And I just send them encouragement. Hey, bro, you know, I'm praying for you. Praying that God just bless you. God just bring an enlargement over your family. God just, just go crazy all over you. And they're like, wow. And there's been times, let me tell you, that you say, you know what? When that text came, I needed that. I needed that little encouragement. You know, that's how friendships are made. That's where you're, you're thinking about them. It's not just God puts, puts them on your heart and you encourage somebody. You know, let me tell you, when I get those texts like I did today, say, you know what, I had a blast at your conference. We're still talking about it. Pastor Fernando said, man, we're still talking about it. Man, we, we got to get together soon. You know. That, 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 that makes me feel good. Like, man, they, they got blessed. They had a great time, and, and they enjoyed our church. They enjoyed you. Come on, say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hopefully you're one of them that, that smiled. Welcome. They, they enjoyed our church. They enjoyed everything. They thought, man, what a great conference. What a, you guys did an awesome job. It, was just, it feels good as a pastor like that. Because sometimes you, look at, you can look at all the things that did not go right. And feel a little discouraged. But when you get those things coming back, you say, you know what? It's not that bad. It was all right. It's all right. It was good. But I leave encouraged, man. I, I get encouraged when people cheer us up. You know, uh, even after ministry, you know, my, my greatest cheerleader is my wife. And when my wife tells me, man, that was a good message, I'm like, I get all, but but when you guys come up to me and say, Pastor, that was a great job, you know, I kind of just kind of play it off with thanks and all, but it feels good because that encourages me that, you know what, I'm, I'm on track or that was a good word for us for that time and moment or whatever it may be. It's, 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 it's great, you know. How would it feel? Hey, Pastor, you suck today, you know. <laughs> oh, thanks, you know. <laughs> wow, you really, you really blew that one, Pastor, you know. You had better... You did better before, you know. <laughs> Thanks, you know. Hallelujah. But no, no, I mean, compliments don't come a lot, but when they do come, it feels good, right? It feels encouragement when, when you do something and someone acknowledges that and says, you know what, bro, that was a great job you did. You know what, you did really good there, sis. You know, or you know what, you're a blessing. Or any of those things, because sometimes... It can be in that moment of discouragement that you give that person that word 
and it just lifts their spirits up. You know, it takes them from that lower position, like I said, and lift me from that lower position to lift them up to that higher position. And sometimes we just put people back where they rightfully belong. Right? You don't belong down here. None of us belong down here no more, right? Come on, we've been saved and sanctified, right? Come on, Jesus is in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we should never be down here. We should never be, like one of the scriptures said, begging, begging for bread. Come on, God has put us on the table. Amen. God has set us with kings. Amen. God has lifted and elevated us. And so he, we're the, he's the lifter of our head. And so that, that's what we mean. We've got to encourage and lift each other up. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know who you are. And when you know who you belong to, then you understand who you are. And you don't need to be that position no more. Come on, God has elevated us. And so we're here to remind each other. We've got to remind each other of who they are in God, to elevate them and bring them up and to let them know, man, we love you. We appreciate you. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're part of our church. I'm glad that you're part of this fellowship. Amen? As I close tonight, if we're going to continue to be still and know that he's God, we're going to have to be a people that encourage one another. It's all about God's people coming together in time of fellowship in our gatherings. Each time we meet, let's encourage or receive encouragement. Come on, we're here to, we, we, we need encouragement to keep going, right? Come on, we, we need that little, that little pat on the back. We need that little push to say, no, don't give up now. Don't stop now. God has done too much in your life to stop now. Yeah, you're going through a storm. Yeah, maybe a hard time right now, but Brother, you need to be still and know that he's God. He's going to come through. He came through before. He'll come through again. He'll come again and again and again. My God never fails. Amen. His word, its promises are true and amen. Just hang in there. We'll get through this. Come on, let's pray together. This, I'm going to fast for you. Amen. We're going to fast together. Come on, we're going to, I'm going I'm to, let's read the word. Let's, let's get some, something from the word. Let's encourage each other. What do we got to lose? Nothing. But we have everything to gain by that. His word is always rich and on time, church. Read. Read the word. Read the riches of the word and the promises. And you get encouraged just by reading the word. If you read your word daily, you'll be encouraged every day. Come on, you can't just, you're not going to read a chapter and say, oh, that was a bummer, and walk away. You know, no. You're going to always be encouraged by the word of God. And even in the rebuke, it's encouragement. Even when he's trying to correct us, is encouragement because he's looking out for our best interests. He's looking out for your best interests. Why? Because that's how much he loves you. His word is love. God bless you. See, that's a, that's a nice encouragement. God bless you. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4.32 says, And the multitudes of them that believed were in one heart, one mind, one soul. This is how we grow, church. We have to be one. Is anyone?